This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food in Malaysia, from speaking to chefs and restaurateurs about their restaurants, to exploring the origins of certain dishes, to geeking out over tasty discussions with food friends or experts. On this week's show, we have Adrian Yap, the founder of Tiffin. Tiffin is a company that's been blending the culinary and creative worlds to bring us some of the most exciting food events we've seen in the Klang Valley in the past few years. But over the pandemic, they've had to pivot to other avenues of success, infusing their creative eye into any and all projects they're a part of. So today, we'll hear about the Tiffin journey and find out what lies ahead for the company. Hi, Adrian. Welcome onto the show. Hi, June. Uh, nice of you to get me on board. Yeah, sure. And, and thanks. Thanks for coming on. So I guess to start off with, for those who have not heard of the Tiffin name or haven't been to any Tiffin events, tell us about your company. Okay. Well, Tiffin was started about, I would say about four or five years ago. Um, it, was, it was a little project that sprung out of the uh, list of different IPs that Tiff, uh, Freeform used to do. So we had Urbanscapes and, and a few other things that we were doing at the time. Um, you know, throughout my career, I've always been, I like to, when people to ask me what I do and, and the kind of business I do, I always tell people that um, I'm genuinely, me and my team are genuinely very curious people. Um, we're just very curious about the world around us. And when there are a lot of interesting things happening, uh, we'll find interesting things we could develop within that space, right? So, so for a, a previous lifetime ago, I was doing magazines, which was, which was my, you know, driven by my curiosity in terms of the arts and music scenes and stuff in KL at that time, and then the Southeast Asian music scene at the time. So that led to Junk, Clue Magazine, and so on and so forth. And then, obviously, that led to the Urbanscapes event uh, festival. Um, so, so for four or five years ago, we started seeing lots of interesting things happening within, I would say, the food space. Um, I, I think there was a lot more um, going on within the food space beyond just, hey, where's the most uh, delicious place to eat and where's the most delicious, uh, you know, uh, chakritiao and so on. And that conversation sort of has shifted to more of a cultural one um, globally. And then obviously, thanks to, to online media, thanks to um, you know, things like Netflix and stuff, people start getting appreciation when we talk about food. In media, we don't talk about it just from oh a cooking show, right? We start talking mm. about the uh, the provenance of food, talk about history, social things that cause <clears throat> and, and, and the food that we have today or offer up the, the kinds of flavors that we do. So I thought that was really really interesting. Um, and at the same time, I think there was also this growing trend within young Malaysians at the point to start getting into the food industry um, as as a career. Uh, um, of their own, right, or, or, or sense of entrepreneurship, you know, in terms of opening their spaces and stuff. So from that, you know, there was just lots and lots going on. And whenever there's lots and lots of things going on, we tend to get very curious about it. We're like, we, we want to know what's, you know, uh, what's driving all these trends, what's driving all these interests. Um, and obviously, there's lots and lots of stories to be told. Um, and that's, you know, and that's what we do. You know, we would like to tell stories and our business have always been about telling stories, seeking out that 
feeding our curiosity and then conveying and sharing those stories to other people has always been uh, the benchmark what we do uh, in all my previous projects and also with Tiffin too. Um, so that, that brought us to Tiffin and because four or five years that. So the first thing we did was we just thought, hey, you know what, let's, everyone is sort of very familiar with the idea of going to a space and having multiple choices to eat at, right? Your coffee shop is like that. Our mid ancillary, which has been around for ages, something like that. Your, your shopping mall food courts are like that. Um, so it was a multi-talented approach. It's nothing new to Malaysians. Uh, but we wanted to sort of adopt a more contemporary approach to it. And I guess the other part thing we wanted to do was also offer a more global uh, palette. I mean, offer it to a more global uh, palette out there. I um, mean, obviously, we, we as Malaysians, you know, with, with the influence of um, social media, with the influence of, uh, you know, technology and so on, our, our, our palates and our sense of experimentation when it comes to flavors and taste and stuff has obviously grown exponentially, right? So people are just more and more open to trying out new things and trying to discover more obscure stuff. There are things that are not really readily available in your pizza, pasta, or burger joints. Um, so, so I think that that was kind of interesting. So we offered the idea of, hey, how about we set up a food court? Uh, nothing new there, but maybe inject that with a more global approach to the, the, the cuisine types that's offered. Uh, focus more on individuals uh, in terms of the vendors and so on. Um, less on, on, on chains or big restaurant groups and so on. Um, and that's pretty much what it was, right? And obviously, because of our background and everything with the, the urban scapes and so on, where we are a little bit more on the creative side of things, we thought we sort of thought that okay, look, the Tiffin uh, food court as a concept not that new, but what Tiffin would have is an injection of creativity in terms of how the setup is, how it looks visually, uh, how the overall experience can be, right? So we sort of coined the phrase of is really the intersection of the culinary and creative worlds, right? Which is where we mm. see Tiffin fitting in. Um, and that's pretty much how it came about. We started with Tiffin uh, Food Court. Um, that went pretty well. Um, and we did it every year uh, since uh, 2017. And we will, we'll do it. And then we'll have a, a pop-up. We'll run for about you know six to eight weekends. Um, and it was great, right? So we, we did that. And then at 2019, which was our best year ever, we sort of decided, hey, you know what? Um, maybe this has enough legs for us to grow it into something more permanent. Um, and so... After the 2019 edition, we started focusing on that. We started looking into how we could go about uh, turning this into a, a permanent thing that we could do. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, 2020 arrived. Um, and, and then uh, we don't want to go into that in too much details. We all know what happened in 2020. Um, so, yeah, so it's been an uphill battle ever since 2020 arrived um, to get this uh, Tiffin food caught up and everything. Uh, we were lucky um, in the sense that, you know, through the process of doing this and we attracted a lot of interest in the project from different um, landlords, different developers and stuff. So what happened was that we started getting on the conversation with YTL, uh, you know, who, who was really interested in the concept and said, hey, look, we've got this gorgeous space um, in Central within, you know, a 110-year-old building um, and then, you know, within a private park, right, a, you know, gorgeous park and, mm. a, you know, next to an art center. Uh, and we said... We had a look at the space and we were sold, right? So that, that's how, you know, that that's, you know, we, we said, okay, great. This is perfect. This is what we really want to do. And uh, so we've invested our time and energy into that. And unfortunately, 2020 happened. Um, that project has been ongoing and in, in bits and bobs and, and fits and starts all this while since, since then. Yeah. And I guess the Tiffin that we know today, that we see today is sometimes branded or, or well, I guess like the name brand of Tiffin is known as me. Like you said, like the intersection between uh, culinary and creativity, right? Yeah. Um, but at the very start, was it always to do with events? 
Um, it was it was, from the very start. We just knew that there was a lot of interesting things happening within the food space. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of interesting individuals involved. There was a lot of interesting trends happening throughout the world. Um, and you know, I'm from media background, so for me, it's always been hey, when lots of things are happening, when lots of people are doing things, that means there's lots of stories to be told. There's lots of things that could be covered. Um, obviously I'm not, you know, a great writer in any way, you know, or, or, or you know, or, or like you hosting a show and so on. Um, so, so what we decide to do and usually what we do is that we try to offer up these experiences, usually through events of some sort, uh, some physical events of some sort, um, and, 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 uh, you know, let that story be told, uh, through that. That, that, that those experiences, right? Um, so that's what we were trying to do when we thought of the idea of, hey, let's do Tiffin Food Court. Um, there was really, because I, we, it was a selection of about 20 vendors when we first started. Um, and then, you know, we got ambitious in 2019. We have a total of 15, uh, 16 vendors every weekend. Um, we ran it for six weeks. Every weekend, we will make wholesale changes um, to the entire list of vendors, right? So every weekend you come back, it's a whole different set of vendors. So what that tells you is, A, um, we have to do a lot of work, but that also uh, tells you that there's actually a lot of content out there. There's a lot of people doing interesting stuff, right? And then there's, there's um, enough for you to do a change it every weekend without people saying, hey, it seems like the same old, same old stuff, right? So one weekend, we could have a seafood bar. Next weekend, you know, we could have someone doing uh, Thai, you know, a little bit more contemporary approach to it. Um, you know, we, we, we had um, tacos was very popular that year, I think. You know, so there was all these different things that was going on and everyone had an interesting story to be told. Um, and and, and our, our idea with the event and, and the, the food court was really to, to offer up these stories and then, you know, to sort of keep the curiosity so that individuals would then, you know, be able to sort of uh, go in deeper if they wanted to. If they liked one thing, they'll say, hey, this is great when you really run your business on day to day or your home kitchen. Uh, how to order your food. So that was really the idea. Um, so we, we started with that. Um, that was a starting point. Um, it's really, really just offer up a, a collection of, of people and doing interesting stuff and sharing their stories. And then obviously, as the, 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 the interest um, gathered, we sort of what we did was we started looking at Tiffin as a, a, a proper business uh, because it really started as just a nice little side project. Right? We just want to tell great food stories and we just want to feature a lot of these restaurants that we like or people chefs that we like and just want them to sort of be part of it um so we went from that to say hey this has got legs there's legs here and then people are interested in this from a, and we started looking at it as a business and we sort of look at it and said you know we've always pride ourselves apart from it being an intersection of the culinary and creative world we also the name itself speaks for itself what we all call it tiffin because we always saw it as um a pretty much a uh, a multi-layered experience that we're trying to offer here, right? I mean, we're not chefs. We're not chefs. We're not restaurateurs ourselves. We don't get ourselves into the kitchen. Um, so what we have to offer pretty much at the end of the day is really, really all about how do we develop a unique experience that, that maybe individual chefs, restaurants, uh, uh, you know, wouldn't be able to do on their own, right? What can mm. we do? What kind of value can we add to the platform um, that would create a very unique experience for everyone, for consumers out there. Before we continue our conversation, we are going to take a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. 
Welcome back to Breaking Bread. Let's pick up where we left off. I've been speaking with Adrian Yap, the founder of Tiffin. We've been talking about Tiffin's beginning in running their hugely successful food events before the pandemic, but now we're turning our focus to the projects they've pivoted to in the past year. As you alluded to uh, in the beginning, you know, over the pandemic, you've had to make some changes, uh, pivoted a bit. And, and right now, Tiffin looks very different from the Tiffin of 2017, 2018, right? Because obviously events are uh, no longer possible. And your uh, yeah, your project at the Centro Depot, as you said, you know, it's very on and off. So I see that the, the Tiffin brand has been involved in a lot of different projects beyond events since the pandemic started. So can you tell us a bit about uh, some of these newer events? Uh, newer projects, I mean. Yeah, so so the, the, uh, that's a good question. I, I think I think for Tiffin, um, you know, um, hopefully it's, it's on again. <laughs> you know, you said <laughs> Tiffin yeah, off and on already, but hopefully it's going to be on again soon and that, that nothing is stopping it from being on now. Uh, but, but I think the main thing for us is obviously... Um, We've always been a platform player. We've always been offering unique experiences centered around food and the enjoyment of food and the stories around food. Um, so that's always been the case, right? So when we couldn't do it physically in person, you know, with the, the, the Tiffin at the Yard, which is, it's called the At the Yard, by the way, because it's going to be in a space that's called the Yard within the Central Depot complex itself. Um, so, the, so we're still changing the name a little bit from Tiffin Food Court to Tiffin at the Yard. Uh, but back to the question, I, I think then from there, what we thought about it was we sat back and look, you know, we do some projects with clients, some brands out there, and, uh, you know, that continues to go on, especially when it comes to food consultancy projects and stuff. We still do that with the brand. But on the Tiffin front and on the platform front, um, we obviously can't do the physical thing. So we sat back and said, look, you know, we've always been, this is what we do. We offer unique experiences and so on. Um, so what, how do we go about doing that in a lockdown, you know, pandemic world that we live in? Now, um, so so we we thought of a few things. Um, you know, one was that we noticed a trend of many restaurateurs and and then chefs having to sort of pivot their businesses themselves during the pandemic. Um, apart from offering new menus that they wouldn't normally do, uh, you know, and then and, and burgers was a top choice. You know, so so overnight during the pandemic, you realize, oh my god, I have I have like a ridiculous array of burgers, right? Everything from your, your, your QSL fast food ones to really high-end burgers because right? it travels well and then every every chef had a, a stab at it and everything. So that was kind of an interesting trend. Um, so then a lot of them were starting going to retail, you know, doing things that, hey, you know, you like some of our food, how about maybe you might like some of our sauces and so on. So one of the first things we said, hey, you know what, there, there is something here for a lot of chefs. So how about, you know, since we can't eat and dine together, how about we do something that we make a great um, gift pack um, and that's how we came up with Tiffin Gift Pack, right? The re- it was really, really in response to all these people doing very interesting stuff individually. Um, so we decided, hey, why don't we have a very culinary chef-driven focus gift pack? I know lots of people are doing it um, and lots of people are doing great, great ones, you know, nice looking ones and so on. But I think we're the only ones that really decided, hey, we're going to be more focused on the, the ingredients and the stuff inside the box as opposed to how the box looks itself. Um, I think the box still looks great, but I think that... Yeah, you know, the box but, looks but, amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah kudos to the fictionist team who put it together. That great, great uh, uh, brand uh, design team that we work with. Uh, but at the same time, we said, hey, you know what? Um, you know, why don't we compile all this? 
restaurants, right? So we went around speaking to almost every one of the uh, different participants and chefs at restaurants and said, look, you know, we don't do this. What would be hopefully, you know, um, exclusive to us um, that you could come up with and so on. So we became a whole different set of different things, everything from dips to sauces uh, to even deep fried chicken skin, um, you know, and so on. Um, so that was how the Tiffin Give Back came about, right? The idea was really, really to still offer that Tiffin uh, uh, experience slash platform, which is always about leveraging on uh, a collective um, as opposed to individuals, right? It's all about, you know, giving you culinary playground, which is what, you know, and I'll tell me like to call ourselves, right? So so we can't have the physical culinary playground. We decided to do that from a gift slash retail perspective where we bring you a collection. So that also translates into what we're doing right now with Tiffin at Home. Um, so Tiffin at Home was not meant to happen. You know, I'll, I'll be very honest with you, right? So we thought Tiffin gift pack was something we wanted to do because it was early in the year and we're like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, we're not going to get this Tiffin at the yard open anytime soon. Let's do this in the meantime. Um, but Tiffin at Home was something that we put together, I would say, in a grand total of uh, three or four weeks, you know? Um, because, you know, as, as, the, as the MCO dragged on further and further, we sort of felt that, hey, there was, you know, we were really getting less and less, uh, you know, the days were getting longer and there was less and less things that we could focus on and do because, and we didn't want to just sit around and wait, right? Um, and I think that there was a sense of frustration with a lot of the restaurants also that was getting there. Everyone saw, like, you know, how long will this so-called MCO run? Everyone started with an idea that was going to be a two-week thing. Then it became a four-week thing. And next thing you know, you look back and you're like, wow, it's been like, you know, almost three months or so already, right? So tapping into that frustration and tapping to that sense of uh, uh, um, of being just uh, uh, very bored to a certain extent, right? Without being able to have anything to work on. Um, the team decided that, hey, we want to extend the same thing. How do we replicate the Tiffin, uh, physical Tiffin food hall experience uh, via something delivery, right? So obviously, uh, that would mean that the culinary playground, right? How do we get chefs to sort of work with one another, create something that you won't be able to get on a regular basis, right? Which is what really different yard is about. So you go there and then you're like, wow, you know, I've got to try different things, the things that, you know, exclusive to, to the hall. And I think so same thing here. So we over at three weeks, we, we knock on many, many doors. Um, and we said, look, you know, everyone's frustrated. Everyone's business is, is down. Um, so let's let's get something exciting for people to get you know excited about again. Uh, so we can together sort of, you know, we can't control the MCO situation, but we could at least control the kind of output that we can come up with, right? So that's what we decided to do and focus on the more positive side of things and like what can we create. Mm. And so we, we, we went ahead and, and came up with uh, to home. And uh, the, the, the basic talent is the same thing as a Tiffin gift pack. And it's the same uh, idea as what it is with the Tiffin uh, food court itself. The idea was to bring a lot of different people together, um, encourage them to sort of speak to each other, uh, and encourage them to experiment, to try things that they wouldn't normally do within their own uh, brands or, or restaurants and so on, um, and see how it goes, right? And then our, our role is to, is to just uh, provide the, the infrastructure support. Our role is to um, actively uh, uh, market it. Um, our role is to actively try and take away all the problems and issues with running a restaurant and let the chefs focus on their creativity and their craft. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much what we did. 
Yeah, and I have to say, you know, the lineup of uh, collaborators that you have on this project is really, really impressive. Like you have people from Dewakan, uh, from Atelier Binchotan, even in even some of restaurants in in Singapore, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that one was great because we we worked with Singapore Tourism Board in in many forms over the years, um, in on many different projects. Um, so they've always been very supportive of the stuff they've done, and um, so we were kind of, you know, it was. We're very entirely grateful for that, you know, to be able to. Uh, so we had this idea. We said, look, um, it didn't originally start with just a Singapore-specific thing. We just said, okay, we've done a lot of collaborations within the city, right? And to be very honest with you, it's nothing new, right? Everyone <laughs> one way or another. Because it's the same thing. All, all restaurants and chefs feel the need that we need to keep things exciting. We, you know, we keep changing our menus. We keep offering specials. We keep coming with something that a unique angle because... People are bored sitting at home, right? Yeah, so, after, and, after a year, over a year of like, oh, yeah. buy my delivery. You know, it's the right, same food, right. but I hope you buy it. <laughs> and the rare things are going, everyone with all the home cooking and stuff, they, they, they probably will just say, I'm not going to buy food anymore. I'm just going to cook everything <laughs> myself. Um, right. so, so we had to offer something that is going to be unique and that they won't be able to, to do on a regular basis. So, so, so it was like that. And then we said, okay, but then unfortunately... Within the Crying Valley, so many of you have really been doing that, one another, uh, in one form or another. So just saying, hey, you put Dewakan with, I don't know, Atelier Benjutan, they might not sound as sexy because they're like, oh, they're both like 10 kilometers of each other. They probably, you know, they, 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 uh, they, if one, they wanted to do this, they could have done it themselves, right? Kind of thing. So what, what we decided to do was then we say, what about the possibility of something a little bit more unique, which is what Tiffin always does. We try and look for things that, um, you know, sort of pushes the envelope to a certain extent and also things that maybe um, individual restaurant chef might not be able to do on their own. So we said, what if we got people to speak to each other? Obviously, they physically can't talk to each other at this point in time, but maybe through a Zoom call to, you know, like what we're doing right now and so on. And said, what if they, we did that? Um, and maybe could that be a way they could work? Okay, great. It's not going to be the most awesome for hands dinner in person, but, you know, the origination, the idea, the the, 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 the recipes and dishes that, that comes out of the, that conversation would be still a very unique uh, result of, of conversations between two very talented individuals. Um, just that, you know, they might not be in the kitchen at the same time. So would that work, right? So we ran the idea um, through a few people uh, and they, 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 they said, yeah, we were open to that, you know, and then we were saying, oh, okay, you know, we didn't know whether there would be acceptance to it, but if you think that's cool, Great. Let, let, let's 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 go ahead and, and try this out. Um, so so we said okay. Um, obviously the closest and the easiest to think of was hey Singapore, right? So then we spoke to Singapore tourism board. Say hey look, we were thinking of this crazy idea, and you're like hey, it so happens we're also doing Singapore food festival at the same time. Um, maybe you can work something out so that it could be sort of part of that kind of thing. And we said great, you know, and and we were very lucky to have. Um, Chefs uh, on both sides of the causeway who was very open to trying th- new things and trying new ways of uh, approaching their, their, their menu and so on. Um, so that, was, that went very quickly. Um, we managed to put that together. Uh, but I want to call out that even, even, even within Malaysia itself, um, Open House is doing something again in Penang. Um, they, they are doing exactly the same thing, right? So today, you know, regardless of whether it's North and, and Klang Valley or South or Klang Valley, um, you know, it's not exclusive to just a Malaysia-Singapore collaboration, but we also have people within Malaysia working with other people within Malaysia but can't be physically together. Um, so, so open up, and I, I, I've been told that, that um, many of which I'm, I'm going to be testing real soon, 
um, is fantastic, right? So it's an open house again, came out really unique menu. Um, and and they, they, um, they did it all through calls, through calls, Zooms and so, and so on, yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting and really impressive to hear how this whole thing was uh, was put together. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering from the uh, from your customer side as well, how has the response been to these uh, different at home um, meals? Yeah, um, they they've been actually pretty okay. I, I was I would this is how I would sum it up. Um, when it comes to dining, I think the numbers we're doing uh, is pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, you know, they, 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 they do. They would do. I would say, if it were doing a dining experience for a lot of these restaurants, it would pretty much be sold out every evening, uh, booked up, right? Uh, but then when you put it against a benchmark of deliveries, which is a whole different other uh, metric you're looking at, because you know, so, so I, I think we're somewhere in between uh, when it comes to this, right? Um, you know, and also because of the uniqueness of this and the price point, I'll be very honest, uh, it's not for everyone. So we're not we're not looking at churning out massive amounts of numbers either. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we hope that, you know, would be for the restaurants that are participating, um, would be uh, any given Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, where, hey, you know what, this would be a fully booked situation. Uh, if it was dining, it was allowed. If I look at the number of meals that actually have been ordered and be shipped out. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so that, that's, that's, been, that, that's been great uh, for both the restaurants, which is really why we came out with the idea anyway. We wanted to do something that we... Both the restaurant and Tiffin could, you know, let's let's go out there and try and kickstart and restart, you know, not not to say restart, but so it gets back some excitement back into the, the F and B game, and, and and as we prepare for, uh, hopefully a soon to be post pandemic world, yeah, yeah, you know, so so we thought it'd be, it'd be good for both parties. So I think I like to think that we've been able to contribute a little bit of that financially, um, but I think what we have contributed a lot more is visibility and marketing. I feel I've gotten a lot of people more interested to hey. I've never heard of this restaurant before. That's kind of interesting. But someone sent me. And we get a lot of that. A lot of people are sending meals to friends, families and stuff. Uh, so a lot of people are discovering things that they might not have heard of before. And tried it. Hey, this is a very nice, delicious noodles, right? Or, you know, this is a, a taco I never thought about. Um, and then it was like, okay, cool. So 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 that that's kind of the other good thing about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think you're giving a lot of these restaurants like really good exposure out there as well. Um, and so Tiffin at Home has been running for the past few weeks now and how long uh, is it going to run for and what's in the future beyond uh, beyond that? Um, it's going to run for another three more weekends. So this weekend will be our third weekend uh, which is going to be a pretty you know, all-star. Yes, we have Meta, you know, who's a mission, one mission start in, in, in Singapore uh, collaborating with Dewakan here. Um, and then we have Akar and Matilia Binchotan doing the other menus, so two menus. So every weekend, there's two menus available. Um, and uh, so this is the third week. So we have two more weeks to go after that. So a total of five weekends uh, is what we're, well, we're, we're, we're this entire project is uh, going on for. Um, moving forward, um, I guess we've got a lot to learn. It's something new. I, like I said earlier, we put this whole thing together in three or four weeks. So mm. there's definitely a lot of things that we know we could do better. We could improve on. There's a lot of things that we could definitely um, support the restaurants and chefs a lot better too. Um, so we're learning as we go along. Uh, I think there's interest in this space and I think we'll continue in some form. Um, but I'm also very conscious uh, of the fact that, hey, you know and I'm included in that group, that when dining's allowed, nothing beats the experience of dining in person. Um, mm, you know, sure, so, yeah. so, so when, 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 if we do do this in future, um, which I think we will do in some form, we will need to have something to offer something even more than that. 
which is more than just uh, oh great collaborations, great you know good 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 concept, good ideas. Um, because it's got to be a lot lot more than that. Because now it's okay because that that's enough because there's nothing else to to do, right? Uh, but when you have many many dining choices, then what's going to happen? So so we need to keep that in mind, and we're probably going to innovate a little bit more on that on that end. Um, so that it can be a more compelling uh, option to dining in uh, during time. So, so we'll see. We'll see how Tiffany Home uh, evolves from here. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a very exciting future for you guys because yeah. the future Tiffin, as I see it, you know, it's a combination of you know events, uh, maybe a bit of retail, maybe still some of these like collaboration, like delivery stuff, perhaps. Um, and yeah, there's there's really interesting stuff happening in that space there, and so all the best with that. Um, yeah. But just before we go, um, yeah. where can people find you or keep updated about Tiffin events or, or any Tiffin projects? I, I think at this point in time, uh, the best place would be our Instagram account, uh, Tiffin Eats. Um, so that's the one that's updated most regularly. We're, we're in the midst of actually uh, retooling our entire website and overhauling it uh, in time for the opening of uh, Tiffin at DR. So uh, we're looking at, oh, fingers crossed, um, to be open by um, end October, early November. Um, the plan is to get that space up and running by then. We're halfway through renovations. You know, that, that's, the, that, 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 that's a painful part for us. We, were, we started renovations, we were halfway through it, and then we had to stop everything because of the MCO, right? Um, and and so, so, so we're looking forward to that. Um, we're also very much looking forward to Tivinia because after this many, many, many months of this recent lockdown, and then that overall one and a half years, two years that's pretty much gone, um, we would like to be able to sort of work very, very closely with a lot of restaurants and chefs, etc., to get this, uh, get everyone back on the feed and, and going again. You know, that's I know the sad reality is that many of these very talented individuals had to give up their own spaces and the restaurants and so on in the last year and a half or two. Mm. Um, and and we're not excluded. We're going through a very, very t- t- challenging process ourselves. Um, so 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 we I think what would be good is that you know, towards the when we get to open it up, you know, we also can play our part, you know. So we're looking at ways to sort of say, look, maybe there wouldn't be a rent component to it. Maybe there'll be different support mechanisms we can do to get everyone going again, um, you know, and then, and, 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 um, because we've got a very lively, exciting scene here with lots and lots of talent, um, you know, and, and it'd be a shame that that talent pool has to go elsewhere uh, or, you know, to, 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 to carve a career or a business. Or to get out of the industry entirely, right? So we wouldn't want that to happen. So we're, we're working on different ways and how, as a as a space, we can find ways to sort of offer up, you know, um, these these individuals uh, an opportunity to get their business going again or restarting them. Um, so November will be an exciting time for us to 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 get that going. Yeah. Yeah, great to hear that. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to visiting, uh, yeah. hopefully, to finish yeah. the yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you're double vaccinated by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm already double vaccinated, okay. so no issues there. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much for your time and thanks for sharing uh, yeah. with us about Tiffany. Okay, thank you so much, Jay. Thank you. That is all for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the BFM app. And if you're hungry for more food news and fun recipes, you can keep up to date with me on Instagram. I'm at junandtonic, that's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. This is Jun signing off. You've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.